Hey friend, welcome back to the show. As we move toward the end of 2022, there are some things to release with the end of the year. What we let go of can be just as important as the new things that we begin. And in this episode, I'm laying out 10 things to release from your life before you enter the new year. And even if you're catching this episode after the new year, there's something here for you to apply to your life. Let's talk about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Estranged Mom Coach Podcast. Are you going through a family estrangement from your adult son or daughter? Do you wonder why your child cut you off, if there's a way to save the relationship, or how you can ever feel happy again? You can only distract yourself and avoid thinking about it for so long, and then it hits you all over again. How can this be happening? I'm Jenny Good. I'm a certified coach trained in mindset neuroscience, family estrangement, and emotional healing. I'm also a mom who's been through adult child estrangement and reconciliation. I teach Christian estranged moms how to increase their odds of reconciling with their child and how to achieve emotional healing and happiness in the meantime. And we do it from a biblical perspective. So grab your tea, pop in your AirPods, and exhale. Welcome home, Sister Mom. It's going to be okay. Quick disclaimer, I am a certified coach, not a therapist. If you think you're suffering from a mental health disorder, please seek help from a licensed therapist or call 911. Hello, friend. Come on in. Welcome. I'm so glad that you stopped by. In this episode, I want to talk to you about releasing things that do not serve you as you enter 2023. Depending on when you hear this episode, we might be past that point in time. But these 10 things to release can apply whenever you hear them. I don't believe in coincidence. So if you're hearing this, there's something in it that applies to you. Before we get to the 10 things to release for the new year, I want to give you a quick invitation to work with me one-on-one. I have one, literally one spot left for one-to-one family estrangement coaching for 2022. Once that spot is filled, my four-month spots will be gone until someone completes their coaching package. Here's what to expect if we work together in that way. We work on your emotional healing from the estrangement because that is a trauma in and of itself. And you'll learn the tools that you need to manage your emotions. And we create a specialized reconciliation plan. I help you with the wording of the door opening message that works better than an amends letter. And I walk you through how to respond when you feel triggered or unsure of what to say. We spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on iPhones, cars, and things that start depreciating in value from the moment that you use them. This coaching package is $225 a month for a limited time. This is your happiness. This is your family. This is worth so much more than iPhones or cars. And here is a special bonus. I guarantee that if you do all of the work I ask you to do, at the end of the four months we spend together, you are going to feel happier and more hopeful than you do right now. If you don't, I will coach you for free. 
Tell me what therapist or what other coach is making that offer in this industry. I don't think it even exists, but I am that confident that I can help you get good results. So email me at Jenny at the estranged mom coach.com and let me know that you want to schedule your free consultation. We'll set up a time to talk. Okay, friend, let's talk about the 10 things to release from your life before you go into the new year. Number one is regret. When you're going through estrangement, it's common to feel lots of regret. Maybe you regret the amount of power that you gave your child as far as how much they defined your happiness or identity. Maybe you regret specific interactions you had with them or the way that you handled something. Regret is useful only when it informs change. So if you've done what you can to remedy the thing you're regretting, then it's time to release the regret because it no longer serves a good purpose in your life. Number two is anger. The Bible tells us to be angry, but sin not. The Bible also teaches us not to let the sun go down on our wrath. From those two biblical lessons, we can know that while anger is a normal emotion and we're allowed to feel our angry feelings, when we hold on to that anger for a prolonged amount of time, it becomes damaging. You can release the anger without agreeing that someone's actions are okay. If you find yourself holding on to anger, practice thinking about one thing you can find to love about that person. Practice thinking about that once a day, every day. And pray and ask God to heal your anger regarding this person and to detox your soul from the anger that you've been holding on to. If you do those two things every day, practicing thinking a loving thought about them and asking God to heal any prolonged anger that you're carrying, you will be able to release that anger and come out from under the burden of it. And that's what it is, really. Prolonged anger is a burden. It's heavy to carry, and God wants you to enjoy freedom. Number three is shame. There's a stigma attached to being estranged from our adult children. And thankfully, there has started to be more of a collective conversation about estrangement. I believe the more that it's openly spoken about, the less stigmatized it will become to say that we are involved in an estrangement. But right now, I want you to know that estrangement is so common and you are not alone. You do not need to feel ashamed about estrangement. We are all works in progress. And the Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're hiding your estrangement because you feel ashamed about it, I hope that this episode helps you release that shame. Number four is fear. When I was estranged from my daughter, this was a big one for me. Fear had a stronghold over me. I was afraid of her judgment of me, afraid of what other people would think if they knew about the estrangement, and I was afraid of what my life would look like if my daughter didn't stay in it. Psalm 34:14 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. And Joshua 1:9 says, Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So pray and ask God to deliver you from your fears. 
and pray that Joshua 1-9 scripture over your life daily. Practice the thought that God is with you wherever you go and visualize yourself releasing your fears at the feet of Jesus as you pray. Do this daily or as many times as it takes to be free from the bondage of fear. Number five is release the need to control. The need to control was another big one I wrestled with, and it's especially common when you have a history of trauma before the estrangement happened. When we've been through trauma, and even the estrangement itself is a traumatic break, so we've all been through trauma, we tend to become hypervigilant. We want to control the situations and relationships that we're involved in because naturally we want to avoid experiencing pain, the pain that we felt in that past trauma. We don't want to go through that again, and that's normal. But when we operate from a desire to control things, what happens is we create outcomes we don't want. We cause people to pull back from us, and we cause ourselves to feel anxiety, worry, or anger. Think about even one situation where you can release the need to control. Instead, use the energy that you would have spent trying to control other people or situations and focus on what you do have agency and control over, which is yourself and your responses. That's going to produce a much higher value result in your life and it will make you feel better instead of worse. When you try to control things that are really not within your control, you are just setting yourself up for more negative feelings. Number six is rumination. Ruminating is when you dwell on something, replaying it in your mind over and over. This might happen about an argument that you had with your child or a situation where you feel like you blew it. You might replay the words of a text or a letter that your adult child sent you. Ask yourself if there's anything you can do about this situation right now, in the present moment. If the answer is yes, then great. Create a plan of action about the positive steps that you are willing to take to make the change. But if the answer is no, then it's time to release it and stop ruminating in it. Every time the thought comes up, picture a red stop sign in your mind and see the word stop written across the sign. Redirect your thoughts to something else in that moment. You might need to physically get up and take a walk. Maybe you need to go clean the kitchen or sit down and watch a movie, but do something to break the pattern and help you choose different thoughts. Number seven is perfectionism. Christmas time is perhaps the most common time of year when people fall into that trap of perfectionism. In advertisements, commercials, social media posts, we're bombarded with imagery of perfect-looking Christmases and families who seem to always get along wonderfully. But remember, what you see on social media is someone else's highlight reel, not all the moments of their real life. And what you see in ads or commercials, that stuff is designed to make you want to try to obtain that Norman Rockwell type of Christmas. I really want you to release yourself from the pressure to have a perfect holiday or to say the perfect words to your estranged child. Maybe you have a relationship with your child, but it's very strained and you hold yourself to this impossibly high standard to interact with them in perfect ways. 
You are human. The goal is to be a better version of yourself while knowing that you're going to make mistakes. You're going to need grace. That is just part of the human experience. Number eight thing to release is defeat. Maybe you've reached out to your estranged child, or maybe you've tried to improve that relationship with your semi-estranged child, only to be met with negative responses or no response. Maybe you've tried a therapist, read the books, and still no sign of improvement. It makes sense that in those situations, you might feel defeated, but you cannot always believe everything your feelings tell you. You are not defeated. Your breakthrough is delayed, not defeated. God's timing might not be immediate, but he is never late. Go back and listen to the recent episode called How Prayer Saved Me $3,000 and reminded me that God repairs what was destroyed. Listen to that story about how prayer saved me $3,000, but the result was not immediate. Make up your mind that you are not going to accept the label of defeat from the enemy. The enemy wants you to accept that label, so you stop praying, stop trying, stop talking to God about it. Why? Because those actions produce results. That's the proof that you're actually not defeated because the enemy would not try to steal what does not exist. And he is trying to steal your victory by having you accept the label of defeat. So let's release all of that. Number nine is self-criticism. Even when you don't agree with an accusation from your child, their words stay with you. Those words play on repeat in the subconscious part of your mind And you can start being very critical of yourself. Now, I am a voice for objectively looking at ourselves and making changes that are needed and good. Not all of our estranged child's complaints or thoughts are unfounded. We are human, and sometimes we need to hear hard things and make changes. But when you start beating yourself down and belittling yourself, that is not God's will. God's admonitions are not cruel. If you find yourself being cruel in your internal self-talk, it's time to release those inner critic attacks. Be objectively curious about how you can improve yourself, but do not be self-critical. Number 10 is false stories. Every choice you make is founded on an internal story. It's something that you're believing in your mind. There is always a story at work in how you think, feel, and act. Your stories can come from your parents, previous life experiences, your boss, your work, the estrangement, the Bible, or any number of other sources. So I would like for you to take some journaling time and write out your stories. For each major theme that you see going on in your life right now, ask yourself, what is the story I believe about this thing? Is that story aligned with God? Is it true? If it is not true, let it go and replace it with what God is saying about that thing. What is the story from God? Being aware of your inner stories is key to feeling better and increasing the chances of a successful reconciliation with your child. When I work with my clients, we rewrite those false stories. We destroy lies that the enemy is using to create bondage and family division through our internal stories. 
If you're still listening to this episode right now, you're probably ready to do the work of releasing what is harming you. As a reminder, I have one spot left for 2022, and I'm offering you a guarantee that you will feel better than you do right now, or I coach you for free. Reach out to me at Jenny at the estrangedmomcoach.com and set up your free consultation. Okay, friend, that is what I have for you this time, and I hope that it blesses you. Hey, Sister Mom, thanks for spending time with me. If this podcast inspired you, helped you, or blessed you in some way, I'd love for you to share it with another mom who can be edified by it. Also, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more moms like us find and be blessed by the show. Remember, you are a daughter of the Most High King, and you are not alone.